Welcome back to the program. It was an ugly, poorly coached performance last night, and you had extra time to prepare. Uh, They did a little self-scouting. They clearly don't uh, have fully – they don't trust Jordan Love. The Christian Watson specifically on two different throws needs to come back to the ball. We talked about this earlier in the week. Last week, I should say, uh, about guys coming back to the ball. You've got to fight for the ball. You've got, and, and I know it's gone viral. It's the comments of Jair. And there's, he didn't say anything wrong there. And I know some people say, Jaw, just shut up. No, don't shut up. Because he's, he's 100% correct. He is 100% correct. The defense has to play almost perfect. Um, the first couple of games of the season, this team put up a few points. And their points per game average is good, but it's descending. But when you look at the yards per game, Offensively speaking, the yards per game. And again, if they were getting a lot of quick hitters and points per game and they were way up there and they were taking the ball away and turning it around and putting up points on short fields, that's one thing, but that's not what they're doing. Yards per game, this team is 28th in the National Football League. 28th. Time of possession for the offense. I already went through this. The time of possession for the offense They are 25 minutes and 50 seconds less than their opponent, which means they've kept the defense on the field almost two full quarters of football more than their opponent. No wonder the defense is getting worn down at times. And scoring in the first half of ball games, they're averaging 5.02 something uh, a first half. They can't score. They're playing this hurry-up, come-from-behind offense, and that's it. They've scored a total of 26 points in the first half of ball games this year. A total. They've scored 42 points in the third quarter and 41 points in the fourth quarter in hurry-up. Think about that. 877-867-1670. If you want to uh, find us, please feel free. Go ahead and do so. They, they, they're just they their offense in the first half of ball games. Again, I I I I I get frustrated because that was always – you go back and you talk to Bill Walsh, you talk to Mike Holmgren, you talk to Mike McCarthy, you talk to Bill Belichick, you talk to li- you listen to these coaches talk about scripted plays and getting off to a fast start. Mike Tomlin said it this past weekend. Got to get out and get some points on the board and get to a fast start to allow your defense to play with its you know ears pinned back. Mike, Kyle Shanahan said it after the game. What was your game plan? Get Brock Purdy in a rhythm, get off to a fast start, pressure Dak Prescott, and once we got the lead, to really get after Dak. 
So how in the hell can you put your defense in a position to pin their ears back and come after you when you've scored a total of 26 points in the first half of ball games this season? We haven't seen this from a Matt LaFleur offense before because, Bill, think back to 2019. The offense wasn't perfect. They were going through growing pains as a unit like the Packers are now, but they would get right. off to a perfect start, and then they die for the next two and a half quarters. Remember that? They'd, they'd right. jump out to that 17 to nothing or 21 to 3 lead, yep. and then they just shut off. This is the opposite. This is the inverse. We haven't seen this with LaFleur before. And 100% agree. And, and uh, you just go through a lot of these statistics. I mean, against the run, we talked about the defense and how bad they are. Okay, I understand all of that. Then you lose your middle linebackers last night. Yeah, they're going to – the fact that they didn't run for more than 100 yards is pretty impressive for, from that defense, for that performance. But when you start looking at some of these numbers and a lot of this stuff that I look at that isn't like, you know, how many touchdowns he's thrown to, to interceptions, what I look at now is – where are the interceptions coming? They're, well, other than the deep ball he threw to Christian Watson, they're coming over the middle. Teams are now taking away the middle of the field because they know the, the intermediate passes, he's, he's not going to hit it. They're scheming against him for that. You can't do it. We're going to go ahead and get on you early. You can't score points. We're going to put pressure on Jordan Love because then you get conservative in the play call and you dink and dunk your way down the field. You're not going to win that way. You know? And – and teams are getting off to a lead, punching you in the mouth, and you don't have an answer. Now, the offensive line's in flux. I mean, you again, you can throw a dart at a dartboard and say, here's some of the problems. But it's you're starting to see patterns. Completion percentage is poor. Poor out of Jordan Love. Back-to-back weeks where he's thrown multiple interceptions. Over the middle. Balls that are, you know, attacked by both the defender and the offender at the same time because they're in a window that, that is wide open to both. So you can't necessarily say that, you know, wow, it's guys, you're dropping the passes. No. I mean, that, that, that one last night to Spillane, I mean, he might as well just, I think he was throwing it to him. I don't know what the hell he was thinking there. That was, a, that was an unbelievably poor pass and bad decision on Jordan Love's part. So you start to take all of this and you say poor completion percentage. Now they've taken away the middle. They're making you run the football and do dink and dunks on the outside. Christian Watson, good to see him get back and get a couple of downfield catches and runs. Okay, but they don't have a long threat because he's not connecting downfield. And the defense has been on the field almost two full quarters more than the offense so far this season. And you take into account that they have only scored a whopping 26 points in the first half this season total. When you multiply it out or divide it out by five games, you're averaging just over five points a game. Just five. Five. When you're supposed to be coming out with your best stuff in your scripted plays. That is that is garbage. Garbage. And again, I keep saying, what do you want to see, Bill? Well, what I'd like to see is a full four quarters of football. Haven't seen it. Haven't even come close. They played pretty well. It's like all their schemes and all their game plans went into Chicago, and after that, can't figure it out on the fly. Can't figure it out. 877-867-1670, Chuck said, can't find it on Facebook. Won't be back on Facebook till Thursday. Apparently, we're in jail. <laughs> so, apologize for that. I don't know what I did. I dropped one F-bomb last night. Maybe that got me banned from Facebook. I don't know. I've heard a lot worse, but... Who knows? 
Uh, if you want to get a hold of us, please feel free. Go ahead and do so. Let's go to uh, Eric listening to us in Green Bay. Eric, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Doing all right, Bill. How you doing? I'm doing good today. What you what you thinking? Well, I'm just going to be dovetailing off of this Lafleur talk. I agree with everything I've heard so far. You know, a couple things I've been real frustrated with this season, and some yesterday specifically. Um, last year, he refused to use up tempo, and he refused to use play action when he had one of the best in league history at doing those things. So he took those tools out of Rogers' toolbox. Now I'm listening to the pregame interview with some players, Jordan Love and with LaFleur yesterday, and they're talking about how they're going to add moving the pocket around and, and add up tempo and add some play action to try to give Love some more tools to work with. And it's like, listen, dude, those have been staples of the Packers offense through two quarterbacks. This is not a new thing. I mean, this, this guy looks like he is outclassed. He talks about complementary football. I think he must mean that w- when he falls over himself backwards, complimenting, complimenting the other team, you know, how great right. they are and boy, those guys get played too and their equipment manager, boy, he's just the best. Because <laughs> what he plays is a, his style of football is reactionary football. He doesn't look like he actually has a game plan. They're not attacking anything with their offense. It's like he waits to see what the defense is going to give him and then tries to base his game plan off that. And his team looks like they have not practiced any of this stuff and executed it in practice to be able to do it in a game. Mm -hmm. He looks thoroughly outclassed out there. He has the, uh, at times, I've always called it the deer in the headlight look. Uh, I completely agree. Appreciate the phone call. I I completely agree with you completely agree with you and it's only been exacerbated because of this season uh dennis says i think we can all agree the offense sucks and that's 100 percent on the floor and his poor game plans and play calling as you say it's pretty obvious Lafleur seems to be in over his head the hackett and rogers covered uh, uh that hackett and rogers covered his ineptness uh at what time do you and others in the press start uh, putting pressure on mark murphy to get rid of Matt LaFleur. Um, I, it, it's not our job to, to put pressure on him. I think Mark knows. Look, Mark's the one that pulled the trigger on it. Mark did something that had not been done in Packers history. When Mike McCarthy clearly had lost the team, he pulled the trigger. Now, was it a little bit too late? Probably. But... Mark has been one to make sure that everybody has the optimal amount of chances to be able to kind of right the ship, but it's also kind of giving you your own rope to hang yourself. And it, it, he'll know Mark has a business to run when your product, which is your football team begins to affect your business and your product is poor and suddenly tickets are becoming available in, in mass because people aren't going to the games and you're seeing late season games in the cold and the entire upper bowl is empty because either people are in the club seats rather be inside than outside, or they're just not showing up. That's when he makes a business decision when it affects the bottom line. Now, sometimes you don't want to let it get to that point. I agree, but I don't think they're going to, you know, cut bait in the middle of a season, but there is, if you don't come out and beat Denver and look good doing it, I think this this 
coaching staff is in real trouble. Real trouble. 877-867-1670. Uh, let's go to Jeff. Jeff listening to us in Kakana. Jeff, how you doing today, man? What's up? Yeah, doing doing great. Hey, I got a comment and then a question, and I'll just hang up after the question if that's okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, the comment is uh, it's an extremely low bar, but a very a very doable starting point for Jordan Love is just playing to make the layups. What I'm talking about there is there's about two passes a game that are behind the line of scrimmage, screens or whatever, that go in the dirt and get don't get completed, and they mean something. You know, he had one last night, the Patrick Taylor. Patrick who started running backwards. Jordan threw it to where he was at the line of scrimmage. Um, nothing. He had one to A.J. Dillon at the end. That A.J. almost made a fantastic catch. Now, if you make if you make those, there's about two a game that end up being like that. And those are layups. Those are things that a seventh-grade team is going to complete. And if you make those, all of a sudden you go from 16 for 30 to 18 for 30. Your completion percentage goes from 53 to 60. That looks better. You keep the six moving for at least one more first down. That's two more minutes for you, two less for the opposition. That's, you know, that's a lot. So mm-hmm. that's a low bar. But, um, but my question for you then is kind of what happened to the offensive line in the sense that we've essentially had an elite offensive line the last few years, and not, not just because Aaron Rodgers covered things up. Um, pro football focus had our pass rush win rate really high. Now, we've got two of those guys that were on 13-win seasons and starters on our bench. That's how deep our offensive line should be. Josh Neisman was a solid starter on a 13-win season twice. Royce Newman started for a 13-win season. They're on our bench, and we got better guys in front of them, and yet our performance seems worse. I'll let you answer that. Thank you. No, I appreciate the phone call. Uh, I talked about this last night. What I would do to fix the line, I'd put Josh Neisman back at left tackle. I think when he – got removed from the left tackle position and was bounced in and out and in and out and in and out. I think he took an attitude. And I think the Packers coaching staff thought he took an attitude too where he wasn't working as hard because he thought he had made it. Okay, I understand that. But now you say, hey, hey look, we're going we're gonna to do this. We're going to give you an opportunity. And what you do with it now is up to you. You can always go back because nothing's set in stone. It's not like you're you know, replacing him you know, and, and you're you know, pulling Bakhtiari out because of inept play. But you can give him the opportunity. I would go Zach Tom at, at center if Josh Myers can't cut it. And I'd figure out the right tackle position. And I'd put Josh Nyman and Elton Jenkins together over on the left side of the line. And Josh Meyer in the middle. And then John Runyon. And don't forget, I mean, you had, you know, Lucas Patrick. Or not Lucas Patrick, but you had, uh, um, God, uh, your left tackle. And I, I apologize because I'm getting a brain fart. But you've got uh, Elton Jenkins coming back from a, a bad knee issue. Uh, Rasheed Walker, thank you very much. Rasheed Walker, uh, new. Elton Jenkins coming back from a bad knee. Josh Meyer, who had a bad night early on. I mean, they, the Packers only had three or four penalties. Two of them were on Josh Meyer. Uh, John Runyon on a bad ankle last night. And then Zach Tom on the outside. And Zach Tom, don't get me wrong, good player. But I, I've said all along, I think he's a better guard than he has a tackle. He's a little undersized. And you see that against good pass rushers where they just kind of push you around or they're faster than you are and they just get around you. You don't have the, the beef to be a road grader and you don't have the speed to be able to, to take on those fast edge rushers. So you're, you're going to give up. You've got to then bring in your tight ends to help you out or an extra running back to help you out. 
And I, that to me, I'd go back to what it was. I just, that that's just what I would do. You know, somebody asked me, he said, "How would you fix this?" That's what I would do. That's what I would do. Um, but the rest of that, uh, and also, I I think the offensive line ever since Stenovich became the offensive coordinator, and he doesn't focus on the offensive line the way he once did. I also think there's a difference there. The line has not been the same. It's also been a lot of mix and match because of the David Bakhtiari experiment, but it has been it has been troublesome. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Think about that for a minute, and we'll talk more about that when we come back. Stay tuned. Got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. All right, Team Pella, listen up. Thanks, John Kuhn. Customers love our products with limited lifetime warranties. Check out these big plays. Incredible innovations like blinds and shades between the glass. No interference on that play, Coach. And stylish windows with hidden screens that make game days a breeze. Can it get any better? It can. With monthly payments as low as $19 per window, $75 per patio door, and a free quote at PellaWI.com. Let's go. Whether you're looking to replace older damaged windows and doors or just wanting to revamp the look of your home, Pella offers a wide range of styles and materials to match your home's unique design. Hurry, take advantage of monthly payments as low as $19 per window and $75 per patio door at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Get your free quote today at PellaWI.com. 6.99 APR for 120 months. Certain restrictions apply. See showroom for details. Offers on 1031-2023. Bill Michael Show. We continue on. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. If you want to give us a shout, please feel free. Go ahead and do so. Please feel free. Go ahead and do so. Um. Got a couple of things I want to get to. Uh, let's see here. This is from Jake, and Jake says, uh, this is becoming a joke. Everybody knows what Matt LaFleur is going to do. Uh, I think he is past his prime. He was never that good to begin with. Aaron Rodgers covered, covered up a lot of the warts on this offense. Even to this day, everybody admits that he would say, I'm not going to run that. I'll run something else. At times, we blame Rod- Rodgers for a poorly designed offense but we look at Matt LaFleur as some type of guru are you kidding me there you go 877-867-1670 um what else do we have this is uh uh it's time to get rid of everybody in the front office Mark Murphy needs to go he's the one that allowed them to keep Joe Barry uh, Brian Gutekunst is not a great general manager. Manager has not acquired enough talent. 
It all trickles down. Mark Murphy needs to go. When is the board going to wake up and realize this transition is no longer working? Okay. I, I don't I don't think that way, but okay. That's that's the direction you want to go. Gotcha. Um, what else do we have here? And it's uh Boy, there's a lot of people over on the live stream as well uh, that are going off. Um, when I watch the 49ers Sunday, they look like a well-oiled machine. The Packers nowhere close, which we talked a little bit about yesterday. Talked a little bit about it yesterday. Um, let's go back to the phone lines. Let's go to Steve and Eau Claire. Steve, welcome to the program. Oh, Bill, I'm so frustrated today. <laughs> just and you know i i only i didn't even see the first half last night i only saw the second half but it's i just i i don't know what to say except for the bears game the first game of the season whenever the offense looks good the defense looks terrible and then in instances like last night where the defense doesn't look that bad the offense looks terrible so you know i i my question for you is which of these three things Right now, if, if we cannot start correcting things in the next couple of games, which of these three things do you think is the most likely to happen by the end of this calendar year? Joe Barry gets fired, Matt LaFleur gets fired, or throw a little curveball in there, Craig Council retires. Which of those three do you think is the most likely? Uh, give, me, give them to me again. Give them to me again. Barry gets fired, Lafleur gets fired, Council retires. Uh, I th- I think, uh, first of all, I-, I think Joe Barry's gone regardless. Unless all of a sudden this defense starts playing lights out, I, I think Joe Barry's going to be the first one to be gone. Um, so that that's an easy one. Uh, but if this thing keeps trending in that direction. I could see Matt LaFleur going too. But I, I today we'll find out. Coming up here at the bottom of the next hour, we're going to hear more from Matt Arnold. We may already know whether or not Craig Council is or isn't coming back. So we may find out relatively uh, you know, shortly uh, about all of that. But I, I think if you had to take a firing, I would say at this point Joe Barry is going to be the guy. You'll give Matt LaFleur, unless, of course, things are bad, you'd give Matt LaFleur one more – season to straighten this out and then he'll be gone but i think exactly. the obvious choice right now is going to be joe barry yeah i that, that's my thought too because love is at too critical of a point in his career to have to go through that drastic of a coaching change unless it's absolutely necessary i mean look at what look at what's happened with justin fields in chicago you know he had potential but just they cannot get the coaching figured out down there I completely agree. I, it's part of the problem is the continuity. And when you keep running new coordinators and new coaches through that system and you're being told to do one thing and then another thing, and they're working on different technique, it ends up, you, you just get confused. You know, you're like, what does work? What doesn't work? Maybe something that works for you doesn't work for the new coach. I mean, whatever, you know? So all of that, I can understand why Matt LaFleur wanted to keep Joe Barry. It was because of the continuity factor that that's obvious. And I understand that. And I appreciate that. But sometimes you cannot continue bad. You know, if, if you know it's bad and it's not working, you can't continue bad for the sake of being, for the sake of continuity. What you've got to do is find right. 
and you got to give Wright a chance. And, and and so we all knew this was going to be a process. We all knew this wasn't going to be good. You were waiting for it to kind of fail. And now yesterday wasn't a Joe Barry failure. Yesterday was more so a Matt LaFleur failure. But we have yeah. not seen stellar defensive play when you look at this thing overall and think about all the talent that's supposedly there, then why is this team at best ranked 15th in the National Football League? It shouldn't and be. And that's why I don't think – that's why I don't think Gutekunst is at fault for this because we have good players, especially on defense. It's just, I, I think it's a coaching issue, especially on the defense right now. Right. I, I would agree. I can't, I can't argue with that mentality. I 100% agree. Appreciate the phone call. 877-867-1670. Um, this one is from uh, Pat Patton. He says, how many faults does a Hall of Fame quarterback cover up? That's from Patton. Whoa. Mm. Well, you can also have a Hall of Fame quarterback who decided to not run the offense and decided to run his own, and also at times it became inept and we blame the head coach. So what? we don't know. We don't know what did and didn't get chosen. Jeff and Waukesha says, looking back at the 2019 and seeing Jordan Love and all the hype that he was better than Joe Burrow in Utah State was going to beat LSU. That never happened, and Jordan Love did not look as advertised playing LSU. Uh, having said that, uh, he sat. He learned under Aaron Rodgers. I don't see Green Bay winning six games this year at this rate. I think Matt LaFleur um, will get this year and next to see if he can coach and rebuild this team. Jordan will get the year, and you will see if he improves. If not, the 2024 draft is where this Packers team is going to go. I also believe if Jordan is not moving – the team, uh, then the backup should get some reps with what we have. Uh, do not expect a top playoff team, but Jordan is regressing horribly through five games, and time will tell if he's even going to be in Green Bay. Uh, that's Jeff in Waukesha. I said yesterday, I started the show by saying, this quarterback is regressing. They are closing down the ability of the offense because of his ineptitude, of his regression, Period. Period. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Good point. Really good point. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Michael Show, we continue on 877-867-1670 Good stuff um, So uh, man, we got uh, we got a lot going on today uh, David says, like Bill said, averaging five points in the first half of every game, how could Clifford do worse? Which, at this point you don't want to go to Sean Clifford because that would be 
that would be the death knell for giving up on Jordan Love. They're going to stick with Jordan Love unless Love gets hurt or just plays disgracefully bad. But once you bench a quarterback, you've opened the door to bench the quarterback. And I don't think they're ever going to do that, at least not right right now. Um, John says, uh, if you're wondering why the defense is ranked 15th, the offense is in the top five for three and outs. They're terrible. It's a bad offense. And I can't just sit here and say it's all Jordan Love. It's part of this is it's love, it's play calling, it's some drops, it's an offensive line, it's not having all your weapons, okay. But tell me this, if they're going to devalue running backs throughout the National Football League, then why in the world do they finally pay Jonathan Taylor? Why do the Packers then miss the cog? Why do we rely so much on Aaron Jones? Why are the New York Giants suffering so bad without Saquon Barkley? You have to realize if you have a good running back, you hang on to them. The shelf life for a running back is small and short. I understand that. But you can't look at a running back and say, no, they're not valuable. They have been. I think this year is the proving point that, that running backs are valuable. You know, to a tandem running back is even more va- valuable. Ed, no, I don't have to give Jordan Love a season. No, I don't. I've, I've seen all I need to see. Because I said to you at the beginning, and I – I'm not here today to go. I told you so, because that's not what today's about, and I'm and it's not even to that point yet. So it, it would be premature and arrogant. But what I've said is, is once teams start scheming for him, then we'll see how they do, and they're scheming for him. Keep everything short, and force him to throw over the middle. Force him to the middle and downfield because he can't. He can't. You mentioned Aaron Jones, Bill. We haven't touched on this yet, and we're only an hour and a half into the show, but on the Monday Night Football broadcast last night, Troy Aikman said, yeah, Matt LaFleur was, uh, the word I found, and and Stefania Bell from ESPN tweeted out, LaFleur was exasperated when he learned he wouldn't have running back Aaron Jones because he had big plans for him, which, A, I find hard to believe because that would be the first time that Matt LaFleur has ever had big plans for Aaron Jones in a game because he never uses him enough. But, two, is there no communication between the training staff and the head coach of the team that maybe Aaron Jones might not be able to play? How is a coach surprised day of after having 11 days off? It feels like somebody didn't pass the memo along to the coach. That seems important. Yeah. I <laughs> I guess uh, Matt LaFleur's uh, discussion last night after the ball game was that Aaron Jones said he felt something on Saturday. They didn't say specifically what. You can only assume it was a twinge in the hamstring. He felt something, and they felt it best to shut him down and give him the, the, the bye week to fully recover. And I've said it a thousand times. When you get a hamstring, that, that's something that until it gets an entire offseason to just rest and do nothing, it it's problematic. And he thought he was going to be good. I mean – he was on the sideline of the Bears game saying, I can come back. And they said, no, you're not going to. We don't need you. You know, we don't need you to. And then he couldn't play the next week. And then he wanted to come back the following. And uh, we all know that he, he ran a little bit last week, but he was on somewhat of a pitch count and looked okay, you know. But then this week uh, they get into practice. He still listed as questionable. And all of a sudden he tweaks it on Saturday 
during what I can only assume is the the Friday version of their practice, so it's a little bit more aggressive when it comes to the final practice of the week before the walkthrough on what would have been Sunday. And he tweaks it, and all of a sudden he's not able to go. And Matt LaFleur is exasperated. I don't think you can get exasperated as a head coach in the National Football League unless your quarterback is a Hall of Famer and he goes down. And then you got to scramble. But, you know, I mean, we know, you know, Salah was exasperated when he found out that, you know, Aaron Rodgers was done for the season. We know that. I don't have a problem with it. We know that Aaron Rodgers is one of the most important players you have. I get it. You just got to go to plan B. You got to move on. You know, you, you, you can feel it in the moment. I think we're making a big deal about it, but I, I, I find the devaluation – of the running back position this season almost laughable when so many offenses completely rely upon really good running backs, such as the Green Bay Packers. They've clearly proven that their, their position is of value. Uh, today, by the way, speaking of injuries, uh, their big left tackle uh, for the Jets going on the IR with a knee injury, and Justin Jefferson was put on the IR today because of that hamstring issue that he suffered. And don't forget, Travis Kelsey uh, uh, tweaked his ankle on that same turf over at U.S. Bank Stadium this past weekend as well. So we'll have to pay attention to that. But uh, Justin Jefferson going on the IR. And uh, that pretty much ends any hopes, in my opinion, for the Vikings to do anything this year. So no Adam Thielen, no Justin Jefferson, no Dalvin Cook. Kirk Cousins is playing well, but their offense, while it's, it's getting it done at times, their defense is not a lot better than it was last year. They're just just—they're not winning those close games. They're losing all those close games. Remember, they won 11 games last year by one score and in comeback fashion. And this year, they'll probably lose those 11 games because they just don't have the horses to get across that finish line again. So, boy, that's you, – you almost at this point in time look at Detroit and say, congratulations, here's the NFC North title because the Bears are bad. The Packers aren't much better. And uh, the Minnesota Vikings just sustained sustained a massive blow to their ability to score. So give it to the Lions, man. They're going to win the division. They're going to win the division. They may win the division going away, like like in ease fashion, so to speak. Uh, 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, feel free to go ahead and give us a shout. Let's go to Chris listening to us in Brookfield. Chris, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Oh, Bill, I can't believe this is such a ridiculous game we watched last night. I mean, the offensive line, they're, they look like a bunch of wussies. They play terrible. To let mm-hmm. one man dominate you a whole game and not come up with something to try and, and stop it from the floor, not to come up with some type of change in his game plan, to, to sit there. How many times have we got to watch a Green Bay Packers run Dylan to the outside to the right or a, a pitch to the right, or a screen play to the right, and never get nowhere. We have no blocking. None of the guards or nobody can pull and get out to lead any blockers on the right side. Every time he calls that play, one of those three is like instantaneous tackle for a loss. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. He did not even attempt yesterday to throw the ball across the middle or anywhere. And I know – I've, I've listened to you on, on love. I'm, I'm still waiting, but, you know, Rodgers threw uh, three interceptions twice in his first year, so it's kind of early for, for whatever. But it was just a poor, poor offensively called game plan by the floor. I used to have some respect for him, but I'm starting to think that 
fan, and you know that, Bill. But I, it's coming to more and more obvious that Rodgers did a lot of corrections for the players' play calling. It's like they're, they're, they're putting handcuffs on Jordan Love and not actually letting them play the game. He's, he's restricting them way too much. I uh, I can see why, because they don't want him to throw over the middle because of the numerous picks in the last couple of weeks because he's trying to go over the middle where he doesn't see coverage. I mean, you saw it last night. Spillane was right there. I mean, who the hell was he throwing to? Well, I, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you can't throw over the middle if in, in the triple coverage and look at a guy and go, oh, I didn't see it. Because all that was there was black jerseys. What the hell were you throwing to? Yeah. Uh, you can't argue. You can't argue with facts, Bill, but still, it just seemed like, okay, I, I understood that why I tried to come out and be dominant in the run game, but that was just last night against the worst defensive backs in, in the league. It's just like with Kansas City when he came out with, with uh, Love throwing the ball all over the place when we played them and they were the 28th-ranked defense against the run. We only ran it 13 times the whole game. LaFleur is losing me as a fan. It's like his so, so-called great guru of offensive play calling. Yeah, that cr- that's a bunch of crap. Gook. No, I, I completely agree with you. I appreciate the phone call, man. The whole guru of football, uh, uh, Matt LaFleur offense, that, if that was it, then that's pathetic. If, if, that, if that's the Matt LaFleur offense, then that's pathetic. That's pathetic. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up after this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. All right, Team Pella, listen up. Thanks, John Kuhn. Customers love our products with limited lifetime warranties. Check out these big plays. Incredible innovations like blinds and shades between the glass. No interference on that play, coach. And stylish windows with hidden screens that make game days a breeze. Can it get any better? It can. With monthly payments as low as $19 per window, $75 per patio door, and a free quote at PellaWI.com. Let's go. Whether you're looking to replace older damaged windows and doors or just wanting to revamp the look of your home, Pella offers a wide range of styles and materials to match your home's unique design. Hurry, take advantage of monthly payments as low as $19 per window and $75 per patio door at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Get your free quote today at PellaWI.com. 6.99 APR for 120 months. Certain restrictions apply. See showroom for details. Offers at 1031-2023. Bill Michaels show, we uh, we continue on. Hopefully uh, you're enjoying your day. At least you've let it sink in. Because I'm not. I, I'm aggravated as hell. <laughs> Sometimes you just carry it with you, you know? Because I and here's the thing, I was reading over on Twitter and and people are saying it, you know, some of the people that cover the Packers, it's way too early to assess, you know, and go through all the crap. And somebody had tagged me and said, no, Bill Michael said he wasn't going to be good to begin with. 
And then, you know, I'm people jump on it and I'm like, okay, whatever. Haters make you famous. And I, I love that. But I gave no, and nobody said a damn thing when I gave Jordan Love credit in the beginning of the season, in the preseason, in the game against the Bears, the come the Moxie comeback win. But what I said was, Grant, tell me if I'm lying. What I said was it was a Moxie win. But they played three quarters and three minutes of terrible football that can't be ignored. Did I not say that? Correct. Uh, you were you were very real after that Saints win. Very real on that Monday. Okay. It was just I I, I keep going back to times in my life in which I know better and I start to buy the hype and then I look like an idiot. And Jordan loves making me look like an idiot because I started to buy into the hype with all the people that report on it, all the people that talk about it, all the people that go, wow, he's really good. Oh, he's really intelligent. Oh, he's upped his game. Oh. And I keep saying to myself, don't forget the tape you originally watched on him. He's not that damn good. His arm's not that damn strong. He doesn't throw guys open. He throws into open windows. Show me something different. And then I started to buy into it. Oh, this could be pretty good. Oh, this can be pretty nice. Oh, you know, yeah, I'm sure he's a nice guy. Oh, okay, you know. And and Mike Clemens has given the guy a chance. Oh, you know, he's done some good things here. He's matured here. I, you know, okay. And I keep thinking to myself, man, am I getting farther and farther away from my original opinion? Am I being swayed? And, again, I saw three quarters and three minutes of really, and I wish I could use strong language, bad football in Green Bay against New Orleans. Where, you know, and I get it. They The defense did their job. Rashawn Gary put a hell of it on Derek Carr. Derek Carr had the offense flowing pretty good, and Jameis Winston didn't. Okay, I understand all of that. But you saw the moxie that was Jordan Love, the ability to run, getting fired up, flexing up, getting into the crowd, kind of trying to put his stamp on things to say I've arrived. And I wanted to, I wanted to jump on that bandwagon, and I just I couldn't allow myself to do it just yet. You know? Couldn't couldn't allow myself to do it just yet, but I thought, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna pay attention, and it just over the last three four games, I just see this regression. I see this the the game plan going from this wide open this Matt Lafleur. I'm gonna put my stamp on this Matt Lafleur offense, and it's getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And now we're doing just uh, the offense is hand the ball off, then quick outs, quick outs to the right. Because you're scared of the left side, so quick outs to the right unless they flip-flop the coverage. Then, and like the caller before said, they didn't do anything. They actually did. They At one point, they had two tight end sets on Max Crosby, and at one point, Tucker Craft dove to block him and missed him completely. That's how fast Max Crosby is. So, yes, that's youth. Okay, I can, I can, I can understand that. But I'm seeing an offense shrink and shrink, and the inaccuracy become more evident and defensive – coordinators are going, this guy can't throw the football. We'll just get after him. We're going to put pressure on him. We're going to collapse the pocket, force them to do the dink and dunks, which we're going to collapse on in a hurry. But mid-range throws, specifically over the middle, come on. Come on, prove me wrong. And he's not doing it. Even when things are open, the synapse between the brain and the arm is a second too late. You saw it last night on three separate occasions. He threw too late. He doesn't see it. And that makes him not a good quarterback in the National Football League. Now, people are going to just rip me five games in. How can you say that? And next time he throws a touchdown over the middle, people are going to go, oh, my God. I'm going to say, look, it happens. You know, he can do it. It's not that he can't, not that he hasn't. It's just the consistency of being able to do it. They're now daring you to do it. 
Throw it to the middle. Sure, bring it on. Throw it to the middle. And we'll play a soft cover zone with guy, with a bracket coverage, a guy crossing the middle, and we're going to find the football. And it's happened now twice in two weeks. Multiple picks in two weeks. That's what we're seeing. 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, do it. Bottom of the next hour, we will deviate away from the Packers just a bit because we'll get into a little bit of Brewers baseball. Uh, Matt Arnold talking to the media right now. Our buddy Chuck Freeman's going to join us, who's down there at American Family Field. And I want to get the lowdown as to what's going on inside uh, Brewers' thoughts right now. So we'll get into that a little bit. But we are going to continue on this all day today. Mike Clement's coming up in the final hour of the show. and We'll get where Mike, what he's thinking as he uh, kind of, you know, looks back on last night and gets ready to fly back home from Vegas today. But, uh, but yeah, it's uh, – it's not that I'm at a loss. It's that I'm at a, this is what I thought I was going to see. And now, unfortunately, it's becoming a reality. Stay tuned. Two hours down, two hours yet to go. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Next.